Macy Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Welcome back to the Tangentialist podcast with Macy Gage, and let's just dive right in. I wanted to talk to you about memory, friends, and ego today, and those are some pretty big topics, and I'm guessing that they will most likely become other other podcasts as well, that this is not the only one where I'll be referring to those those items, because they're they're very detailed and very, there's a lot to be said about these things, so... For one thing, if you've been listening to me over these last, uh, I don't know, few podcasts, maybe one or two, or maybe all of them, you'll be aware that I that I haven't talked about any friends specifically. And I want to talk about that right now uh, and, and say why I haven't. Because, well, for one, I wanted to tell you about my brain injury and my bipolar and how I really think that parts of my life have really influenced and played a part in how that actually became part of who I am uh, today. So I didn't think that those friends that I had uh, were really impacting that sort of trajectory that made me get to that point. I mean, maybe, maybe they did. But over the years, I've moved a lot. And because I have been moving a lot, I, I didn't make any long term friendships. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. If you if you move a lot, which uh, I'm sure there are a lot of us that do, there's there's people uh, from families with military backgrounds. There's people with families that just move a lot for migration purposes. There's also reasons for moving for wanting to become an immigrant. Did I not just say that? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's a, there's a lot of reasons that people move. But then there's also a lot of reasons people don't move. So I I wish I was kind of in that latter category. But as I think some of us are aware that we always want what we don't have. Isn't that strange? You know, we, we always think the grass is always greener on the other side when that it's not necessarily the case. So I'm sounding like a school teacher. Oh, no. I was going to talk to you a little bit about why I said I didn't I didn't include any of my friends. And I think that you know what? They weren't as as much of an impact as I as I really thought they they were, because I didn't really have any friends of mine that really stuck with me through my my brain injury and my bipolar and have sort of checked in on me and you know made me feel like I was a valuable part of their lives. There was never anybody that really did that. But then you know what. I was a rotten friend. I really was. I did not pick up on the fact that, you know, other people do need that. They they need the reciprocity of friendship. You know, you check in on your friends and you, you see how they're doing. Which there's a reciprocity with friendship. And I think over the years, I didn't, I didn't realize that that's what it was. I had this 
I don't know, this, this, not epiphany, but it was just, in a way, I was thinking, well, where are my friends? How come they're not here? How come they're not visiting? How come they're not checking up on me? How come they don't care for me as much as I thought friends, you know, do? Maybe I took more of an initiative in your own friends and checked on them when you guys were, you know, going to classes and, and when they moved away or if they went to school and rather than just showing up on their doorstep unannounced, which I said as well I've done, that is not the way to uh, guarantee long-term friendship. You're going to become more of a nuisance in that way. And I, I need, like I said, the reciprocity of friendship, the empathy, the compassion, and those are some things that are definitely lacking with brain injury and bipolar. And it takes some time and some and some experience to learn, you know, oh, I shouldn't have said that, or, oh, shoot, I should have done this, or, oh, shoot, I should have done that. Although should have is not a good way of putting it, but it's a difficult way of figuring things out, but is that not the way life is, right? We have to trial and error and, okay, check off this box. Well, that didn't work. It's unfortunate that us bipolar and brain injured and and uh, other phobias and and disorders we may be more the bruised fruit uh, on the tree than most <laughs> as to put it in sort of a metaphoric term that that yeah we are the most bruised fruit on the tree <laughs> because we we don't have the the experience that we can retain these learned experiences because that's one thing that has been said to me that you know, you've done uh, these these similar mistakes uh, more than once, sometimes more than twice. Why why do you do that? Well, how come you're not learning from your mistakes? And I try not to say it's bipolar or my brain injury because I feel like sometimes it seems like I use that as a crutch, and some people may be freaking out. No, this is this is who you are. You can't you can't deny that. And I know I I can't deny that, but I also can't just put it in as an answer to every little sort of, is it coible? Or a little nuance of irregularity that goes on with my behavior. It's just like it can't be sort of a stamp on every everything that, that could be going wrong with me, you know, like maybe this is who I am. And so there's another way of looking at that too, that you can say, well, okay, this is who I am. And underneath that or within that, you can say, well, because I'm bipolar, because I'm, I, I have a traumatic brain injury, that, that is sort of part and parcel of who I am. So it's just like I'm not therefore admitting it as that is the very first reason behind these sort of interactions or, or actions that I'm, that I'm displaying. But, you know, this is who I am, which therefore is also uh, these underlying sort of circumstances that I try not to broadcast too much because yeah, that's not going to get you a lot of friends real quickly. <laughs> as, as you may have noticed, if you've been listening, I did say that to some college students as like the first week when I was, all of us were introducing ourselves, say a few words about yourself. And I said the worst possible things about me because, well, they were the, the most recent things that had happened. And well, that was, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> that's like definitely not going to talk to her now. <laughs> It's it's good to look back at these things and and have a smile on our faces when we when we realize we're we're not we're not you know 
we're not the brightest bulb in the socket at times and and it's it's unfortunate that we that we have to think that way at times but but yeah so so friends i've had i've had some obviously i was trying to get to why i didn't talk about them but i have had some friends and i don't know how good friends they were because you know I was dating a drug dealer, Jake, and were they my friends or were they just trying to get drugs? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And even when you're in high school, are they really your friends or are they just people you have things in common with and you just go to parties and you just you just have fun after school? I mean, they didn't really turn into long-term uh, relationships because then I went and had the car crash and they visited me in hospitals, but but it's like, well... Yeah, visiting you in the hospital a couple times, and then and then everybody goes and lives their life, which it completely makes sense. I'm not saying people should not live their lives, but it's just like, hey, wait a minute, was I that lousy a friend? Was I? <laughs> no, I wasn't. But or I hope I wasn't. But but yeah, it's just I really needed needed to have put more of an effort into these friendships if I was expecting, you know, more of a return, and that that's maybe where it's at, maybe. Maybe I'm seeing thing, things incorrectly. Maybe somebody out there who's listening could say, no, you know what? I've listened to the things you've been talking about. And you know what? Maybe those friends, maybe they were the ones that, that weren't weren't thinking fondly of you in the right way because maybe their aims were off. Maybe they weren't your friends or maybe they were your friends, but they were friends for the wrong reasons. Or may- Like there's so many layers that you can look at friendship friendship is it can be really important and I, and I think I think I just didn't put the right amount of effort in and like I said I've been saying the wrong things over the years and I'm thinking this is a good thing to have a podcast and then I can I don't know I, I can't correct the things that I've said incorrectly obviously because I've I've already put it out there but but I think talking there's there's a lot that can be said for for talk therapy for one that it can actually have a benefit for for everybody because you're getting things off your chest you're you're communicating your thoughts and your feelings you can come to some sort of resolve for for what what is on your mind and and that this is actually this is actually a good thing because who wants to leave all that stuff upstairs right it's just gonna get it's just gonna get all cluttered up there and and you'll just you know you won't know what's up there because it's gotten so busy (laughs) is getting things out in the open is 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 a very positive thing. And speaking of getting things out there, the next thing I wanted to talk about was memory. And that's a big thing with uh, with people with, with brain injuries and with bipolar, that there's a lot of memory damage with short-term, with long-term, with working memory, with with every type of memory, I mean, they say there's only three, but there's obviously more. There's, you know, your practical memory and, and your, your body memory, and there's, there's all kinds of different memories that we have. It's all about really holding on and letting go, and that's really what, where memory comes from, right? So, so if the, the injuries that we've sustained, whenever it happened in our lives, or, or if it's just getting older, right? We, we lose our memory. And I've definitely been noticing that recently that, I, or at least that's what it seems to me to be, well, for me anyway, the memories are just, you know, falling out of my head. It's just like they're falling out of my ears somehow. I think that's an excuse. And I'm just sort of reinforcing that because you don't want to reinforce negative behavior. No, no, no. That's, that's a bad idea. And I know I'm doing that. So I'll definitely have to change that. 
memory memory is a is a tough is a tough thing to to make sure you continue to have those memories and you and you make sure you you keep them and you hold on to them because you want to have your memories to reflect on and and refer back to pictures help that's for sure and we are all a uh, you know, a world-class professional photographer now with uh, phone cameras and <laughs> and all that, right? We've all got thousands and thousands of images, and and then there's the the social media with the the Instagram and the Snapchat. You know, it's 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 a good thing that that the photographs actually give us like a visual reference for us to help stimulate our memories and and to to just keep those sort of active and and just keep them in our in our brains and in our minds and and just keep them circulating in in our brain in our yeah in our brains and our minds so that we can continue to to cherish and love and and care for the the people and and the the family and and the friends and and just the the sort of connections that we have built around us Right. So this this is it's not not entirely easy to to make sure that we make sure those memories are, are intact. Right. I don't know. I've tried some some different games and stuff, but but really, you can't really say that those are that that accurate at really stimulating memory from building because it's just kind of recirculating the same patterns and I mean, I really thought, oh, I'm doing so well with this whatever game it was now. But yeah, there's, you know, there's there's some games out there that they, they say they're going to help you with your memory. But really, are they really helping you? Are they just building on the structure of the same pattern as before? And that gets you to think that you are doing something positive and something beneficial that is actually improving your your memory. And, you know, it's really just continuing the same structure. I mean, because there was a time where I really thought that memory, you know what, there's these games out there and these, and these, you know, these, these puzzles that are really going to help me. I mean, they're definitely better than not doing anything. So I, in some ways, I think I should sort of recirculate those different types of games. And, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope trying to make sure we continue to, to remember our precious memories because that is everything that that we build in our life is the sort of the the structure of of the family and the experiences that we've had from before so the insight for this episode is to just find it in ourselves humor because that as you will begin to notice through through most of my my podcast that i have been able to to find the humor in things i i have looked at my life, looked at my situation and my experiences. And yeah, it's been tough. I mean, and I think we all go through a lot of tough sort of uh, issues or, or times in our lives where we do have to look back and, and sort of reflect on things and see that, you know what, we've we've come out the other side. We're, we're that much better for becoming aware of what got us in that situation, how we were able to make our way out of that and we were able to move on and be able to to see the positive in in what we're actually experiencing and and working through and and uh yeah (laughs) so yeah thanks for tuning in and i'll see you next time there will be links on the facebook page for you to get in touch with your sense of humor 
Remember to like, share, and comment on this Tangentialist podcast. You can do that at http colon backslash backslash www.facebook.com backslash Tangentialist. That's T-A-N-G-E-N-T-A-L-I-S-T with a capital T. And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth, tripped up by disorder. Folding up these anecdotes, I express them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentialist. <laughs>